All right. Good evening, everyone. We are live. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed day as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is March 2nd, 2023 and week 213. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And we have two early comments, one from Casey. He says, praise the Lord, brothers. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening. God bless. David also says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope you're having a blessed day in the Lord. So praise the Lord to you too and whoever else has tuned into the live stream. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, the topic, as you can see from the title, we'll be continuing and ending our series this evening, and it is titled, Who is Jesus? And the subtitle is Eternal Life. So we're going to take a deep dive into this never-ending question, really, of who is Jesus. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Before we get into the word tonight, let us go into a moment of prayer. If you guys can join us, we encourage you to do so. Gracious Lord, thank you for how you blessed us. But we thank you for how you washed over us, how you kept us, Lord. Uh, just every blessing that you poured out upon us, Lord, we, we appreciate it. Lord, help us to, no matter what happens in this life, help us to remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. But we're praying that the things that we read, study, uh, the things that we hear, your word that goes forth, Lord, we're praying that uh, you would make it a part of us or that we would just love and have a desire to please you, that uh, the things concerning you, uh, it, it is fun to us. It is enjoyable. Uh, it, it's not grievous. It, it's not... Uh, a burden to us. And so, Lord, we're praying that uh, these things would become a part of our lives. Lord, we're asking that your hand would be upon us tonight uh, in this study, um, that you would just grant us clarity, just grant us wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Lord, just take us a step further uh, than where we are at this very moment. And Lord, we're going to continue to honor you, continue to praise you, continue to uplift your holy name. But we're praying all these blessings in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, uh, as you said, Melvin, we are indeed going to wrap up our series on Jesus now. That doesn't mean we're not going to study him. Um, for all I know, we might be talking about him again next week. Uh, and it's impossible to not talk about him uh, really every week because it all revolves around him. Um, so I did want to look at some things because uh, we did talk about, uh, well, it was titled, Who is Jesus? Uh, we, we called it Life or The Life. I think it was a couple weeks ago. However, I did... Uh, during that message, I did kind of go a different way than I intended. And um, I don't know, I might go a different way tonight than I intended. But uh, if God says the same, I will go uh, in the direction that I'm, I'm believing that we should go for tonight. 
So we're going to talk about eternal life. Um, you know, that's why we're here. Uh, that's, that's the reason we go to Bible studies. That's the reason we learn of God. Because we understand that God desires us to have eternal life. That, that's what we want. Uh, that's what we should want, at least. Uh, you talk to anyone and they're talking about how they're wanting to go to hell and uh, do foolish things like that. You know, you're talking to the wrong person. Uh, you want to talk to someone whose desire is to be saved and someone who's sincere about it. Someone who really is trying to be saved. Uh, so we're going to look at eternal life tonight. Uh, and before we do that, I, I do want you to understand that uh, this life, it, it, it does not begin after you die. Eternal life, this starts right now. It starts right here on earth. Uh, you know, many people, you know, we put off God for so long and we expect that we're going to be saved in the end uh, on our deathbeds or some people even after they die. <laughs> some people believe that now you can be saved even after you're already gone. But, you know, God wants you to start this right now. So we're going to look at eternal life. If you want to know who Jesus is, you must know about eternal life. That's what he was sent here to die for so that we can have a right at eternal life. You know, uh, many times throughout history, we have, as people, just an entire people, we protested so many different causes, uh, whatever, whatever it may have been. We protested uh, fighting for different rights. You know, we have some rights as it pertains to God. That's what Jesus died for, for us to have the right, the freedom of being saved. And so I want to look at a few things on that tonight because, as I've heard people say, we're living beneath our privileges. You know, we think we're really living life, but we're not. We think we are. But God wants more for us. Uh, and that's what Jesus came here to give. So as we finish this thing up, looking at the life of Jesus, uh, this is what he came for. Uh, and if you remember nothing else, remember this. He is the life. So pick us up, Melvin, in that verse that I gave you there. All right, John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Read that one more time for me, man. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but, my, but by me. If we desire to be saved, we have to examine the way. Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and I am the life. If we desire life everlasting, eternal life, even, as I said, even before 
we start thinking about the afterlife, look, our life begins here. It starts right here with the decisions, with the, the, the judgments, with the, uh, the things that we do every single day. It affects our life. And Jesus said he is that life. You know, uh, in the book of John, chapter one, he begins to talk to us about how Jesus is the life. And there was nothing that was made. Everything that was made was made by him because of him, as a result of him. He is the life. We cannot get away from him. Uh, We've talked about it before. People oftentimes have a question. What does the Bible have to do with this? You know, what does it have to do with that? Uh, Oftentimes you'll bring up the word of God in so many situations and people begin to wonder, you know, what does it have to do with this situation? But he has everything to do because he is the life. He is the life. And so we're going to look at that. He tells us he is the way. Before we leave this chapter, go back up, Melvin. Go back up uh, a few verses here. Yeah, let's, let's go up. Let's see what it said now. Uh, which verse? Um, hold on, I lost myself here. Just go up a couple of verses. That should be good. Uh, verse four, and whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Mm-hmm. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man. Jump up, I think uh, it might have been in verse two. Jump up to the verse where he says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Is that verse two? Yep. In my father's house are many mansions. Mm -hmm. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. You know, isn't it incredible that God is preparing something for us? Uh, Sometimes uh, if you show up to a person's place unexpected, uh, they might have been preparing dinner, but it might not be for you because we showed up unexpected. But Jesus said, I'm going away, I'm leaving. And not only that, I'm going to prepare something for you. See, he's talking about things of life. He's talking about things just for you. This is how important we are to him. If we want to know who Jesus is, we ought to know he was concerned about us. So he said, I'm going away to prepare some things for you. Look, in my father's house, We've got everything we need. This is life. We're going to go over uh, and, and read a verse that actually goes hand in hand with it. Jump over to John 10 and 10 for us, man. We're still talking about this life that Jesus wants to give to us. We're, we're going to get in a few things tonight, but 
First, we're going to go to John 10 and 10, still thinking about his life. The thief cometh not but for, to, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. So many people out there, they come to take life. They want to steal everything you have, all the stuff you worked hard for. But people get new cars and somebody's waiting to steal it. Anything you get your hands on, somebody wants it. The thief coming to destroy life, steal, kill, and destroy. Wanting to take life, wanting us to be miserable, wanting us to be sad, wanting us to be without. But look at what Jesus said. Read for us, man. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He said, I'm going to prepare some things for you. Because I want you to have life. And I don't want you to just live. I want you to live an abundant life. And when we hear that word abundant, we might begin to smile a little bit. man. We say, oh, man, that's exactly what I need. I need more. I need more things. God, give me more stuff. But that's not what he's dealing with. See, God wants to take us to a higher level mentally, spiritually. Yeah. The physical things are fine. But what's even equally or even more important, if you will, we need spiritual growth. See, so many people out there have so much physical gain and yet have no spiritual gain. The word of God tells us man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. That proceeded out of the mouth of God. Jesus told us in another place, he said, the words I speak, he said, they are life. They are spirit. See, we need the word of God. We need to learn who Jesus is so you can really experience life. See, what Jesus is going to teach you is, look, you may not have that new thing that your friend has. You may not have something you even desire at this exact moment, but you know what? You're still living your best life. You're still living a fantastic and incredible life, a life that's led by God. This is what so many people don't have. There's a reason people are unhappy day after day because we have no life. And I'm not talking about, oh, how many movies did they see this month? I'm not talking about how many times they went to the bowling alley. I'm not talking about how many vacations did they take this year? How many trips did they go on? We're dealing with that type of thing. We're talking about spiritual things, things of God. See, Jesus came and he said, I'm going to prepare some things for you. See, he's preparing peace for us. He's preparing joy. For his people, there's a reason this program is called Joy in the Midst of the Storm. Regardless of what the day is going like, it was raining even on today here. Regardless of how it looks outside, on the inside, you can still have joy. Regardless of how bad the thing looks, you can still have joy. This is the life that Jesus was talking about. This is the life. Being freed from things that are holding you back. There's so many things holding us back every day. 
some things we don't even recognize. It's a weight on us. Paul told us to lay aside every sin and the weight that does so easily beset us. Things holding us down. Like if you put a 25-pound weight vest on, uh, even if it's 15 pounds, you might say, oh, 15 pounds is not that much. But you know what? It's holding you back from where you could be. Put, uh, add an extra 200, 300 pounds in your car. You'll find out this weight is holding you back. You hit the gas, your car barely wants to move. This weight holding you back. And so Jesus, he's coming. He said, I want to give you life. And an abundant life where things aren't holding you back. Things plaguing your mind. See, I know we desire a lot of physical things, physical gifts, physical blessings, houses, cars, land. That's all good. That's not wrong now. But if we're not spiritually growing, it's all for nothing. Jesus said, I'm coming. I'm going to prepare some things for you. You know, he, he chose us before the foundation of the world. And he desires for us to experience some things that some other people won't experience. He told his disciples, he said, blessed are your eyes. For they see, blessed are your ears, for they hear. Look, so many people, many wise men, many prophets, many people throughout history, throughout centuries, wish that they could see these things you're seeing. But you know what? We might not have seen Jesus in the flesh, but he's showing us things every day. If you will allow him, he's prepared something for you. He's prepared some things for you, but do we want it? Do we think we even need it? Lord, I thank you for preparing an abundant life for me. I know you can look at me and say, man, you don't have this. You don't have that. But one thing I do have is Christ. And that's what makes the difference. In every single situation, he makes a difference. Every time. You know, I was talking to someone about uh, the miracles, some of the miracles that Jesus did and how uh, he took two fish uh, and a few loaves and he, he fed over 5,000. And we know that that fish and the loaves were not enough until Jesus intervenes. He said, I'm going to make it abundant for you even though is not enough, even though you're wondering how is this going to work, even though it looks like, and there's no way out. He said, I'm going to make an abundance for you. I'm going to multiply things. I, look, God does some math we can't do. <laughs> I know to us, two times two is four. One plus one is two. But to God, his math is not the same. He took the fish and the loaves and he fed so many more because he's going to supply an abundance. But we cannot see it. We just can't see it until we get in a place with Jesus where he begins to reveal things to us. See, if you want to know who Jesus is, he's the, he the multiplier. Look, I want God to do all of my math. <laughs> Uh, the accountants, they do a good job. The mathematicians do a good job. But God has 
has a different system of doing math. And so he said, you know what? I'm not only going to give you life. I'm going to give you an abundant life. I'm going to multiply. He said, in my father's house is many. But he's doing, he's doing some math, man. He said, there's many mansions. If it were not so, that I would have told you. He has some things for us. He has a life for us. He has a life for us. And I want it. I want whatever it is that he has to offer. So read this one more time then before we leave this chapter. But I want somebody to know tonight, if you want to know who Jesus is, just know he came to bring you life and an abundant life. An incredible life. Look, I, I've, I've had the time of my life since I've gotten over on this side. Since deciding to make the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of John the Baptist, the, the God of Peter and Paul and so many other people, uh, I've decided, since I've decided to make him my God, look, I, I, my life has become so much more abundant. Things just line up. I still have problems. Don't get me wrong. But regardless of all that, there's joy in the midst of every single storm. Every time that things don't look well, God still steps in and makes a way for me to escape. This is what he promised to do for his people. Who would turn this down? Somebody said, who wouldn't serve a God like this? So we're talking about eternal life, but I'm telling you, it starts right here. It starts with this one. On this side, he said, he's coming. The thief's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief wants to do nothing but destroy your life. But there's people who don't. They've never met us a day in our lives, but they still want to destroy your life. Laughing at your pain. Kicking us when we're down. But Jesus, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's coming to bring us an abundant life. Read for us, Melvin. Actually, let's, let's, let's move from here because I want to show you, uh, I want to read a story. We've already read it before now, but I want to read it again. John chapter 5. Already in chapter 10. Run back to chapter 5. Let's start at verse 2 because Jesus was presenting this life to so many people. But the problem was sometimes we didn't understand the offer. You know, sometimes we turn down things because we don't really understand what's really being offered. I talked, uh, I don't even remember when it was, over the last few weeks or so. I talked about value, uh, understanding the value of what it is that God is offering you. See, he's offering us a get-out-of-jail-free card. Look, we deserve him. He's offering you a way to escape. This is what he's offering. He's offering to free us from things that are holding us down. Different addictions, different sicknesses, different whatever, different problems, different things just going on mentally. Depression, suicidal thoughts, all kinds of things. He's offering you a way out. Look, there's so many people uh, because the, the physical aspect is uh, very valid. So many people are in financial trouble. And you know why? Most of the time it's because of our own problems. 
own issues, going out doing things we should not be even doing, not being able to say no to ourselves, not being able to say no to our spouse or whoever, other people around us, to make bad decisions. You know what? God wants to free us from that. He wants to help us to grow and learn how to make better decisions, being a better steward. He wants to help us. Some people say, man, I just don't know how to say no. That's what he's coming to help us with. Because he wants you to have an abundant life. And if we're willing to learn of him, if we're willing, we'll see things we've never seen before. We'll see the heavens open for us. We'll see him pour out revelation. We'll see him pour out blessings. We'll see him pour out so much that other people will begin. Like he, he told us uh, through the mouth of King David, he said, look, he, he's preparing a table in the presence of our enemies. Before our enemies, he's prepared a table, he said. He's preparing something for it. Isn't that what Jesus told us? He said, I'm preparing a table right in the presence of your enemies so that people can see just how God is blessing you. See, what God is going to give to you if you would hold on, nobody can take that away. Not even the thief, not even the robber, the murderer, not even any of those people, not even the people, your so-called friends, not the people who are ready to stab you in the back. Nobody can take it away from you. Whatever God gives you, if he doesn't allow anyone to take it away, it's not happening. But this is what he promised us. Look, I want that abundant life. If it were my choice, I'd say, God, don't prepare a table before my enemies. I don't want them to see anything, God. But this is what he said he's going to do. So I know there's no unrighteousness in him. I know if he's going to allow someone to see it, that means he's going to protect us. See, there's a reason we can have joy in the midst of a storm, because through it all, God still protecting me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I will fear no evil because Jesus is with us. Do you believe that tonight? Do you recognize who's with you? Heard a message preached about that Sunday. Recognizing who's with you. Look, I know we can turn around and say, oh, nobody's here. I'm all alone. But he's still there. He's with you. And he's promising you an abundant life. This is what God promised me. I have nothing to do with this. I can, I can say, oh, I can't stand so-and-so. I hate so and And I don't feel that way. But I'm saying, even if I did, I can't take away what God wants to do for you. Nobody can do that. You know, people are so hung up on, well, this person is racist, or this person hates me, or, or this person doesn't like You know, none of that matters. Because if God be for you, if Christ be for you, but he's more than the world against you, who, who can be against you? Songwriter said, who can stand against the king? No one can. We cannot. Nobody is a match for the Lord Jesus. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. No one is a match for him. And he promised to give you an abundant life. But I want you to know it starts right now. It's starting with the decisions that we're making every day. He told us in one place, Jesus, 
He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. I'll give you, hallelujah, give you an abundant life. Just come unto me. Learn of me. Let's go and get that before we get this in John 5. Maybe. Run over to the book of Matthew chapter 11. And we'll come back over here. Matthew 11. Glory be to God. Matthew 11, verse 28. See, we're still dealing with who is Jesus. And he's got something for you. This is what he promised now. And if you don't believe it, as I tell people all the time, put them to the test. Put God to the test. Put Jesus to the test. See if he's not a man of his word. Put him to the test. If you don't believe, if you have doubts, that's okay. Put him to the test so that he can resolve your doubts. Because I wondered once upon a time myself, was the, were these things, are these things real? And I had to declare, I had to declare, it's real. Pick us up, man, in verse 28 here. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, mm -hmm. and I will give you rest. My God, this is Jesus now. He said, I'm going to prepare something for you. Glory be to God. In the book of Hebrews, he said, there's a rest that still remains for us. There's a freedom that God wants to give you. Look, when you rest from something, you take a break. You pause. God delivers you. That's what he's doing. He said, I'm going to deliver you from all these situations in life. But people are going through hard times every single day. People we're encountering on a daily basis, we don't even know just how bad things are going on in their lives. We don't even know. People in their minds, they're at the end. They're ready to end their lives. People ready to give up on everything. We don't even know it. But you know what? I thank God. There is an offer that is out there for every single person. Doesn't matter what color your skin. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Look, this is free. All it's going to cost you is your time. All it's going to cost you is your willingness to be obedient. He says, come unto me. This is Jesus now. Who is he? But he's a friend. He's a helper. He's the comforter. He said, come unto me. We're going to all the wrong places. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. You're weighed down by so much. New things coming up in our lives and we're troubled. So many situations that have happened to us, we can't even sleep at night. It's hard for us to sleep because we're weighed down, heavy laden, troubled. Jesus told us in another place, let your hearts be not troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. I'm preparing something for you. He said he's going to prepare a place. You know, God wants to take us to that place mentally as well as physically. He wants to elevate you. So he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Read for us, man. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, 
Read that again for us, man. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Glory be to God. He said, learn of me. If we want to know who Jesus is, we've got to learn. You know, this is what he desires. When we love someone, a person wants to marry someone, you know, you start learning so much about that other person. You like, you learn what they don't like, what they do like, even stuff that they don't like. You'll put up with it. Excuse me, stuff that you don't like, that they do, you'll put up with it. All for them. Jesus said, learn of me. Learn of him. Take his yoke upon you. Learn of him. Read for us, man. For I am meek and lowly in heart, mm-hmm. and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Mm-hmm. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He said this. These things that he's going to tell us is actually easy. His commandments, the word of God tells us, is not grievous. I know. We say, hold on, how is it not easy? Look, it's easy when you make your mind up. When you truly decide, God, I'm going to follow you, no matter who else turns back, no matter who else doesn't want to, it becomes so much easier. If you keep your eyes in the right place, it becomes so much easier. But as long as we're straddling the fence, as long as we're looking over here, turning to the left, turning to the right, it becomes so much harder. So try driving down. Don't do this now. But I'm going to say it. Try driving down the road, looking sideways, and expect to drive forward. Try driving down the road, looking to the left, looking to the right, turning behind you. You won't make it very far. Don't do that now. I don't want you to tear your car up and then you say, well, God, Tony told me. Don't do that. But you understand you can't get very far doing that. How can you expect to get far in Christ if you're looking in all the wrong places? He said if we would keep our eyes stayed on him, he would keep us in perfect peace. But he prepared some things for us and you can receive it. It does not matter your education level. Doesn't matter about that. None of these things matter. God is just looking for someone who's willing. So he said, look, learn of me. That's why we're here tonight. To learn of Jesus. Learn what he taught. Learn what he says. Learn what he believes. So that we can take that upon ourselves. Now, I want to show you something he did. Back over in, uh, what was that, John 5? John 5. And we'll pick it up at verse 2 here. John 5 and at verse 2. Remember, he's coming to bring life and much more than that, an abundant life. He's preparing some things for us now. He's waiting on us to receive the reforms, man, if you will. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda. Mm-hmm. having five porches. Now, this isn't a pool like what we think. This isn't a pool where people go to just have a good time. <laughs> this is not what this 
pool right here is for. See, this pool is about receiving an abundant life. Read for us, man. And these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Hallelujah. At this pool, people with problems go here. See, people who have issues, blind, the halt, the withered, people who have all kinds of diseases and problems. And look, I don't care if you say right now, I'm in perfect shape. Look, we've got a problem. We're blind spiritually. That's what he came for. To take us to a new level where we can see some things, where we can perceive some things, understand the things of God. So all of the people are surrounding this pool, this body of water, because I want you to understand. I want you to understand that God operates in the water. There's an operation. Uh, we, we hit that verse uh, a little bit here recently in the book of Colossians. There's an operation that I'm not going to go into all that tonight. There's an operation, though, that takes place in the water. See, don't let anyone trick you into thinking you don't need to be baptized and taken into the water. See, God has always moved on the face of the water. You'll find that in the book of Genesis, uh, chapter one. He, he, he's moving spirit. He, he's doing some things in the water. Whenever a mother brings a baby into this world, that baby's coming in in the water. But God just does this. He created you majority water. <laughs> Glory be to God. There's something about the water that he's trying to teach us. But that's for another day. Read for us, man. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Mm-hmm. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever. Every, mm-hmm, sorry. Was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Every now and then, hallelujah, every now and then, the angel of the Lord would come down, begin to trouble the water. I imagine somebody begins to watch the water just move around and splash. And my God, it probably seemed like a tsunami or something was coming. Hallelujah. But every now and then the water would be troubled. And the first one to get in, didn't matter what your problem was. Talked about that Sunday. See, we serve a God who it does not matter what your issue is. Somebody might have a problem with lying. Somebody might have a problem with unforgiveness. Somebody might have a problem with a certain addiction. Somebody might have a problem with whatever it is. Pride. But you know what? If you would come to Jesus, he said, come unto me. Oh, look, he's a specialist. He is a specialist. Look, to, to, uh, if you have a problem with your blood, you've got to go to a person. I don't even know what they're called, but a person who specializes in working with blood. If you have a person who has heart issues, they have to go to a cardiologist. That's probably the only one I can think of. If you have a problem with your teeth, you go to a dentist. You go to certain people who can help you with that specific problem. But you know what? Jesus said, come unto me. Oh, hallelujah. See, there's so much for us to see in his word. He said, every last one, come unto me. Somebody said, but God, my heart, I've got a problem. 
He said, come unto me. There was a woman, hallelujah, the woman had an issue of blood. He said, come unto me. This man here, we hadn't even got to it yet. Man couldn't even walk. Jesus said, come unto me. Regardless of what your problem is, but he wants to give you life, a much better life than you've had up until this point. I know somebody said, man, I lived a good life. I did this, I did that, I retired. I got my 401k, look, that's all good and dandy. But God still can give you more. There's more to life. Jesus told us in one place, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. He said, those material things that you have, that's not it. He said, life's more than that. We better keep reading here, man. We better keep reading. And the certain man... And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. Hallelujah. How many of us have been struggling with something for a long time? Look, just a month is a long time. Two months, one year is a long time. This man has struggled with this issue for 38 years. 38 years. But no matter... You know, uh, we live in a world where uh, if you go to the doctor, certain diseases, certain issues we have, uh, especially cancer, uh, that comes to my mind first. But that's not the only thing. But so many issues, if you treat it early, look, you can get a common cold. If you start treating it early, you can help yourself better. You can help yourself come out of it. Jesus now, he didn't treat this man's issue early. But you know what? Regardless of how long the man had it, this problem was nothing for the, for the Lord. So he said, come unto me all, every last one of us. He said, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I thank God he prepa- he's preparing a life and a more abundant one for all of us. If we're willing to follow him now, there's, there's an if. So the man has this infirmity for 38 years. Read for us, man. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? Lord, I thank you. That he can see. Look, everything is exposed to him. Everything is naked to him. We're exposed. He sees right to our problem. There's things about us that Only God sees. And he said, you know what? I know what you've been struggling with. Will you be made whole? This is the same offer he's making to you and I. My God. He knows exactly what problems and infirmities, what weaknesses, what issues we have. He said, will you be made whole? He wants to bring you life. But you know what? We've got to respond to the question. He, he sees our condition. You know, he looks at us. And he can see exactly our problem. And he's asking, who out there wants to be made whole? Who wants their life and life more abundant? Who desires it? Look, if you want to know who Jesus is, we've got to know this. He's a specialist. He's the best specialist out there because he specializes in everything. 
Read for us, ma'am. The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. Mm -hmm. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Hallelujah. So many times, someone begins to speak light to us. Someone begins to tell us, hey, you don't have to live that way. Hey, you can overcome this. Hey, you can overcome that. You know what? All too often, we're met with excuses. We're met with, man, I would do this, but we're met with so many excuses. And the man said, look, I would be made whole. But somebody else always beats me to it. You know what? We're in competition with no one. We're in competition only with ourselves. I don't have to worry about, man, well, God's only have, has enough blessings for Melvin. So I have to try to beat him to the point. No, you don't have to think like this. He's asking, will you be made whole? Hallelujah. He said, do you want this abundant life? That I will give to you. It goes far beyond your physical condition. I know he's talking to him about his sickness here. But it's so much more than that. God wants to cure you of so much more than your physical ailments. So he said, will thou be made whole? The man begins at one consent, hallelujah, to make excuses. Read for us, man. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Mm -hmm. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on, that and on the same day was the Sabbath. My God. He will intervene in your situation. All it's going to take is you to have some faith in him. This is what it's going to take. This is the reason why we can have joy every single time. No, no matter what problem we're facing on a daily basis, this is the reason we can have joy. Because even if it takes 38 years, hallelujah. Look, I don't want it to take 38 years. But even if it does, I know joy is coming in the morning. I'm, I'm trying to, to give you guys something. That would encourage you to trust God, even if it takes 38 years, if it takes two years, if it takes a year and a half, if it takes two months, if it takes 40 years, joy is coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Look, it's on the way. He's saying he's prepared it for you. We might not have it just yet, but he said, I've prepared it. I'm working on that right now. I'm working on it right now. And all he wants is us to trust in him. Jesus said in one place, when the son of man returns, look, is he going to find someone still holding on? Is he going to find someone who has this faith that God has provided an abundant life for me with what I've already received and what I'm going to receive? to come. Look, don't let anyone trick you out of this. I know sometimes we get caught looking out at this and looking at that and looking at people who are, who are not even living right. I've heard so many times where people 
go to a church and, and they see someone being hypocritical. And you know what? It shakes them. It causes them to not want to follow God. But you know what? That's nothing but the devil. Wanting to trick you out of your salvation. There's an abundant life that's waiting for you. My prayer is that you will not allow anyone to trick you out of it. This is what Jesus came here to bring to you. And it starts right here. It starts today. It starts today. This eternal life that he came to bring up, it starts right now. It's right now. So God bless you guys. At this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Um, as always, I do appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in, and I pray you guys continue to be blessed um, and that these messages will help you to, to, to trust in God even more. God bless you guys. Um, thank you for the message. Um, uh, it is my prayer also that um, somebody or everyone gets something from these messages because it is, they are important. And uh, we have quite a few comments here. Um, Amy says, good evening. So good evening, Amy. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Bradley says, God bless. Thank you guys for preaching the word. And that's what we're here for, just to try to get the true word of God out there for everyone who is willing to listen. Um, Janet says, God is with me, hashtag always. Edward says, nobody. Um, I think that was when um, Tony was mentioning the song that says, who can stand against the Lord? And um, Edward says, um, nobody. Uh, Sister Rosa says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you. Thank you for tuning in. Janet also says, I'll give you rest. Um, she was saying the last part in the verse of Matthew eleven twenty-eight, saying Jesus will give us rest. Um, Cynthia says, praise the Lord, everyone. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Janet says trouble water equals the healing water because yes, that that's what it did for them. Just like how baptism does for us. A lot of people doesn't think that they don't think it means anything, but it does. It means that's the foundation basically of the gospel. Um, David says, Lord bless y'all and thanks for the word of the Lord. And it's definitely our pleasure because, um, I know for me, I, I love doing this and I know Tony does as well. And that's what we're here for. And if anybody else has any more comments, feel free to leave them down below or any questions. We always encourage everyone to ask questions. Um, I remember seeing a post a while ago that um, I can definitely get behind. And it says one of the biggest mistakes we can make in life is thinking that we have time. You know, so many times we set, we make plans, uh, what we're going to do months later, or I'll do this later on, I'll do this after I get back home, not knowing that this is the last time that I'll be leaving home. We say that I'll do this tomorrow, I'll do that tomorrow, not knowing that when we lay our head on the pillow, that it's going to be our last time laying our head on the pillow. So many people don't make the wake up list. And I know some, a lot of people may get tired of me at the beginning of the live stream when I say thank the Lord for another day in the land of the, of the living and another chance to get our acts together. But it's so true because we never know 
when our time is up. And I just wanted to want to say that one of our friends for his birthday wanted us to go bowling this past weekend. So, we, you know, we went bowling and we had a good time. But afterward, uh, we were waiting in the car. It was me, my wife and one of her cousins. And we were waiting on her brother and I believe two of her other cousins to finish paying at the bowling alley. There were these there was this group of guys arguing and one guy, he even had a little baby. And I want to say that he ended up going inside of the bowling alley Well, there were about four or five guys in front of us. And one of them pulled out a gun and started shooting at the guy that had the baby. I want to believe right in front of our vehicle. And I've heard so many stories about people getting killed from bullets that ricocheted somewhere People in their houses, not even, you know, they don't have any affiliation with it, with it whatsoever, getting killed from a stray bullet. And that just, um, at that time, I felt more anger than anything because we want to, we read in the scripture, said the thief cometh to steal, kill, and to destroy. And I don't know what his aim was, but it was probably to either kill that guy or hurt him really badly. And it was probably over something that probably wouldn't have even mattered next week or a month down the line. You will be destroying two lives and affecting countless other lives. So that is what made me so angry. You're shooting into an occupied dwelling. There were a lot of people in that bowling alley. And as far as I know, nobody got hurt. There was even this young lady um, who I believe didn't have anything to do with it. She was just walking. She had to hurry up and run behind the police car that was there. So um, I just thank the Lord that, you know, he chose again to spare us and to spare everyone. Like I said, I don't think anybody got hurt. But that very well could have been my last night, my wife's. And, you know, um, she's pregnant. So and we are also worried about how that would affect the baby as well. But I thank the Lord, like I say again, for another day in the land of the living. I thank him for his long suffering his mercy and his kindness because we are, we were all, we are all deserving of hellfire, but by through his, through his grace, we are saved. So uh, that's all that I have to add. And um, Larry Wanda, she says, um, thank God this is personal. Who is Jesus to you? He's my everything. And he had, he's my everything too. And we have to be sure to put him first and everything, take him with you wherever you go. I remember one story, um, by this young lady, she wanted to go out with her friends. And um, her mom said, well, be sure to take Jesus with you. And she jokingly said, oh, yeah, he'll be all right. I'll put him in the trunk. And she ended up being in a really bad accident. I think she survived. But that car was completely totaled, but the trunk was intact. She said, I'll put him in the trunk. So I guess that that's where he had to stay. The trunk was intact. So that's all I have to add. I see we don't have any more comments. So thank you to our commenters. We have Casey, David, Amy, Bradley, Starosi, um, Janet, Edward, and Cynthia, and Larry Wanda as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We pray that you guys got something out of the message. That's my weekly reminder to you guys. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, you can message me or Tony or the uh, JMS Facebook page for that link. We just have to send it to you once because it's the same link each and every single week. Uh, we're on there at the same time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, 
count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. It's always a reason to have joy. It could always be worse. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys either Monday or either next Thursday, Lord willing. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joy Storm 12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.